limited run games, if you guys aren't familiar, they do limited runs of <laughs> of <laughs> games. Oh, <laughs> uh, cool. Thanks. Believe it or not, I'm watching it free. I never thought I'd get in so easily. Watch it all day in my beatable chair. What will I see? Well, the hard cut. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level 186, the E3 extravaganza. Olivia Rodrigo won E3 and we're late, but Katie's not here to be mad at us, so it's okay. <laughs> to be mad at us, I think there's only one person that she would That's be mad at. Right. And, mad and that would at, be you. Mad at us. Mad at us. That's right. We are back. We are back with another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape dot network. We are back. We are back. I'm your Slightly behind, but graphically carded, illustrious host Shane O'Hare. And I'm greeted on my digital left. We got Jess Shomaru Jackson himself back back <laughs> from back from the grave. Oh, that's a new one. I gotta keep that. I like yeah. it. Yep. And we have Crave TV himself, Derek Carnival. <laughs> I, I don't know why why you it was like a passing it was just a passing comment in in the latest Xbox Game Passengers episode, and you've just grasped onto it so hard. And it's so offensive as a Canadian <laughs> and as someone who, for some reason, pays $250 a year for Crave TV. Uh, it's it's horribly offensive. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, you literally just was like, oh, that's Crave TV. And it's like, and if you're a Canadian, you know how terrible that is. And for some reason, I was lis- listening to it and I was like, that's going to be my that's going to be my new gimmick to, to get in, get under his skin. I just thought Crave TV was a website really or something. What's that? I thought it was just a website or something. It is. So it's a real it's a, thing. It's a, yeah, it's a streaming service in Canada. And uh, in in Canada, it's so it's owned by Bell, who's one of like the big uh, cable companies uh, in the country. Are they a big, and big Bell? Big Bell, Big Bell. And they own all the rights to like, they, they own HBO Canada, basically. So the only way to get HBO content in Canada outside of like having like, traditional cable would be through this crave tv service which is just like the app is garbage and the video is like the worst quality uh i don't know it's horrible i now like i to the point where like i use like a vpn and i use hbo max instead because i would rather pay for both than than have to use like like it's unwatchable it's unwatchable you you were you were um you were asking for my 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 login credentials for hbo max and it's attached to my at&t because i get it free with my um uh, my cell phone service of course and i was like man i feel like that's just like asking to get (laughs) like they're gonna cut you off do the FBI or the CIA? I mean, like, let's let's be real. The, the largest terrorist network on the planet is the federal <laughs> Federal Bureau of Investigation. So, yeah, it's fair. It's all right. Uh, also, nobody commented on the change in theme song for this episode, which uh, you know, hopefully, it got shut down because I definitely stole that from uh, from you know the the golden age of E three coverage, which was the the first few years of G four covering E three. Um, did you guys do you guys remember that? I feel like I bring yes. it up every E3 because yes. that is like my part, like some of my favorite memories in my life. And and I'm realizing now that I've lived a very sad life, if that's <laughs> the case. But some <laughs> some of my favorite memories were like that when G4, I don't even was it G4? Yeah, it was G4 at the time. It wasn't just tech TV. Yeah. Um, you know, G4 tech TV 
was doing this coverage, which was not like a thing at that point. Um, and I remember like several, cause it was several days or it, what E3 is usually like some conferences on Sunday and then like Monday and Tuesday, I think. Um, and I remember I like made excuses each day to leave school early and I was only 15 years old, so I couldn't drive or anything. So I either sprinted home or longboarded home <laughs> as fast as I could to oh like, because, because the content, their coverage started at 3 PM Pacific and I wanted to see as much of it as much of it as I could. So like if I said I had a doctor's appointment, I had to leave at like two forty-five or two thirty. I would still get most of school and I would get home just late enough that, you know, my parents wouldn't be wise to it. Uh, and I would get home just early enough that I, you know, it'd be like three fifteen or something when I got home and I wouldn't have missed any of the content really at that point. So that is like, I don't know. One of my most vivid memories is like, I've never run harder in my life than, than trying to get home to see, uh, you know, see Ke- Kevin Pereira and, and all these folks, uh, you know, cover E3. So I met, I met Kevin Pereira once at Comic-Con. That's pretty, I, I would love to meet Kevin Pereira. He, yeah. I watched him a lot when I was growing up. Yeah. He I'm really, nice. and I'm so excited for G4 to come back. Like, and to, yes. to, you know some of the people involved with it, like you know Xavier Woods, uh, who runs like the fantastic gaming channel Up Up Now Down, uh, and you know all uh, so many of the old hosts seem to be involved as well. I'm just so like I can't. I I think it's going to fail miserably <laughs> because I, it's just a very different world we live in at this point. And well, I am going to. What do you mean it's very I don't, different? I don't know. World There's like in. every fucking person like streams shit that nobody cares about, and so like. I think that it's this... a very different world. I mean, I think you need to <laughs> to chill those expectations a bit. You know, we've got everyone's watching Crave TV these days. I don't have time for like some some like old G4 channel. No, but I feel like at this point, it's they haven't even really pinned down and defined what this is. No, and they it's have not. been months and months and months. So, yeah, I don't have the most confidence and, in it. either. And there's been like little teases here and there. And I, I loved watching what was it like American Thanksgiving last year where they had that like round table get together and just were like sharing all these old memories and stuff. And I thought that was a blast. Like, I'm I don't want it to fail. I, I want it to to survive and I want to absorb as much of that content as I can. And I hope that they can recapture the the, the greatness that they had. I just I don't know if people will be there for it this time mm-hmm. around. And one of the things that I'm a little worried about too is like, you know, they've got so far all I've seen is that, you know, they got Adam Sessler, Morgan Webb, Kevin Pereira, um, and then Olivia Munn to be involved in that kind of stuff. But yeah. when G4 first blew up and it got so many people's attention, it wasn't just like, you know, the game news and the reviews. It was how many c- different creative gaming based shows they had. And I yeah. haven't seen anything that's hinted that any of that stuff's coming back like you know you have your like i remember coming home like similar to you not maybe not running or all the way home for it but like looking forward to watching portal all day where did you guys hot Mm. (laughs) (laughs) or like you know how they made like the drop um they made like a little drama comedy or whatever out of like mmo rpgs and stuff yeah yeah like you know stuff like that and it had like a variety of content and so far i just feel like what they've shown is just going to be an extension of your typical like youtube channel where they'll maybe review a game go to an event and so and so but you know like you said nowadays everybody can do that to an extent so what's gonna what's it gonna offer that's gonna be able to really recapture that attention yeah right exactly just just 
be happy, be excited. I don't, I don't understand any trepidation. Like there's the, the Cowboy Bebop live action show is coming out on Netflix this year. Confirmed. They're finally going to get it out. And everybody on the Cowboy Bebop subreddit are just, Oh my God, this is terrible. They're going to ruin the show. And I'm like, stop being (laughs) bitches. It's new content. It it won't be as good as the original, but it's it's got everybody on board. It's gonna be fun. Just be happy for new content. All right. You don't pay for Netflix. You 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 scrub it off your parents or your ex <laughs> or your ex or something. Um I do I, I have on one of my archive drives this um it was a tech TV and then a G4 TV archive of just just hours and hours and hours and hours really? of, of programming. And dude, Cinematech, that was my jam back in the day, watching Cinematech. Do you guys remember that show? Mm-hmm. I don't. I got it, introduced it was, to a lot of games I never heard of through that show. It, they would just play like like the opening cinematics to games. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cinematech. That was that was a great show. Great show. So yeah. Um what is what is an E3, Derek? Honestly, I don't know anymore. All right, well, that was level 186, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> I don't in. know. Do you? I. It's so hard. Like not just an e, not just E3, but I feel like all of these like virtual conventions are just feel like bullshit. <laughs> like I don't know if I wanted to like watch a lot of the. I, it just doesn't feel like there's any point. Like I loved the aspect of you know people like people from all over the place and, and, you know, in E3's case, mostly press uh, until the last couple of years, but people gathering from all over the place and like getting to be hands on with this stuff and like, you know, talking to the people that people that created it in, in like, like in person settings. And obviously we can't do that. And, and for good reason, but it's just not as, it's just not exciting. And I feel like it's also like, like half half of the companies weren't there like ea didn't do anything sony hasn't done anything like there's so many big players that like you know uh, haven't aren't taking part and maybe haven't taken part lately anyways but like it just felt like it was it just it just felt like there's there's the what it wasn't like a convention it wasn't like an expo it was just like a bunch of similarly timed announcements from video game companies. And it didn't have that excitement that it typically does. And I don't know if it's something that they're going to be able to get back. I would love to hear what you guys think about that. But it was just like, I I enjoyed watching everything individually, but there wasn't any aspect that really com- like pulled it all together, I think. And I was watching like on the official streams and they had like people like Greg Miller and Golden Boy and like all those other people. And I don't know, it just was like, it felt like they're grasping at straws at a lot of the aspects of it. I, I have to say the, the oh, uh, go ahead, Josh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to piggyback off of what Derek said uh, that, you know, it all kind of started with the Nintendo Direct. But uh, since a lot of these publishers, they kind of get their own message out and they do it multiple times throughout the year, like years and years ago, E3 would be where pretty much everything for the next 12 months would be announced. And we would be blown away by so many different surprises. But now a lot of these companies take it into their own hands and they strategically time their announcements for multiple points during the year. So when E3 rolls around, there's not as much left. And then you have cases like Sony now where they're completely skipping it and, you know, couple that with it being a virtual convention. Sony skipped it like the last two years, right? Right. And then coupling that with it all being virtual the last two years, that just makes it 
like I agree, it just kind of takes away the excitement from it. And it doesn't help that there wasn't anything that was super exciting that was announced by anybody, really. Um, they, actually, the biggest, uh, most exciting announcement from E3 was that Plumbers Don't Wear Ties <laughs> is getting a, a PS4. Listen to that. They're sounding, they're sounding the alarm. It's coming out on Switch, PS4, <laughs> PS5, and PC. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, plumbers um, don't wear I, ties. The hot, hottest game of the year, man. What can you say? <laughs> I thought it was. I, th- I thought that was very funny because you seemed legitimately excited for that or for these the limited run game stuff. But then, like four minutes before, you know, like these phys- physical releases or or new releases of these like old ass games that people have long forgotten about. Um, but like four minutes before, you're like, my only complaint is that they're they're trying to like charge me for this like Mario Party compilation, <laughs> and it's like, which looked like I you know watching the N- Nintendo Direct, which has they had like so many cool reveals, I think, and they had so many like so much of it felt like it was like coming very soon, like the vast majority of what they showed um, was was 2021, which is like th- they've got a solid lineup for the next six months. But I'm watching this like whatever is I can't even remember what it's called the the Mario Party like All Stars or Super Stars I think Mario Party Superstars, and it's like everyone's favorite games and like a bunch of the favorite maps from like the N64 era, like it's all the shit from when people loved Mario Party which sounds fantastic. And I'm like, I will definitely buy that. And it doesn't take a lot to get me to buy stuff, but you know, I was, (laughs) I I was into that. And then Shane's like, I wish it was free, but plumbers don't wear ties though. Like give me, take my fucking money. Okay. All right. Hold on. Let's, 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 let's back the fun bus. The fuck up. I I think uh, accidentally the best, the best quote from, from the um, behind the um, behind the scenes, the writer's room of Geekscape games. And I, I best quote, and I'm giving it to myself. Was was Wario? I am fully cummed. And as I, as you were th- that that was also happening as you were complaining about the quality of the chat uh, <laughs> in the Nintendo Direct, and then you yeah. followed it up with, with with that statement. So yeah. Um. So I I have to say, uh, did you watch? Did either of you watch the limited run games presser? I didn't watch it live, but I kind of saw the news as it was trickling out. So they they um, they won E3. They had the best. I think convention. Olivia Rodrigo won E3. I don't even know who that is, right? I don't, I don't, and Josh's have... best friend, one of the stars of High School Musical, the musical, the series, and she may have come out with the best album of 2021 uh, up there with Taylor Swift. So, and would you agree with that? With... Those statements, Josh. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like. Oh, what does she have to do with E3? Like, I spent much more time. Sorry, I spent much more time listening to Olivia Rodrigo this week than I did watching E3 content because it was pretty light this year. And I watched a lot of E3 content. That's just how much I listened to this album. I mean, to be fair, it's a great album. It's so good. It's like there's not a skip on on it. I'll have to add it to my my Spotify list. Yeah. So um, limited run games, if you guys aren't familiar, they do limited runs of... of games (laughs) games <laughs> oh cool thanks <laughs> yeah. thanks for the thanks for the insight <laughs> um timestamp that <laughs> and um they uh you know games of like digital only releases or uh retro game releases getting like physical releases on modern consoles and their press event was uh directed by mega 64 oh really and it had the the 
it had every hallmark of every like every mega 64 uh duncan on um video game conventions like all like the like fun inside jokes like the, at one point there was like um unregistered hypercam like logo popped up um there was like all right all right we're about to announce the best thing of e3 you've never seen it before a car and it's like yeah car <laughs> car is coming out this year and it was just it was just it was just a car um but uh you know fake fake audiences like just stock photos of or stock footage of audiences clapping in like out of sync and it was it was hilarious it hilarious but they ended it with the one of the greatest games of all time plumbers don't wear ties is coming out physically on uh switch ps4 uh ps5 and pc and i'm gonna consult the book of knowledge to see when uh that game came out but it's an old 3do and uh philips cdi game (laughs) that is not really a game it's 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 like a borderline pornographic like video and it and is, even then it's more of a slideshow than a video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they had, um, uh, they had the actress from plumbers don't wear ties, like show up on the, um, on the, uh, the press event. And that, that was hilarious. That blew my mind. Um, it originally, <laughs> originally came out in 1993 for the 3DO. Um, I could just want to come out in the CDI. Yeah, CDI, 3DO, same thing. And it is, it's a, it's a doozy, but it's coming out this year. And uh, it is, I mean, it's a garbage game. It's a garbage game. Um, but it, what was funny is that they, you know how when a, when you see a trailer, they'll have like quotes from news outlets saying like, oh, yeah, yeah. the most stunning, uh, you know, example of a JRPG in our generation they, I'm fully coming. Yeah. Shane <laughs> O'Hare. Uh, Derek uh, they, but they, they showed quotes, but it was all from the terrible reviews that the game had got in the past. Like, like the, the, the director just wants to see a girl uh, in her bikini for, for two and a half hours. Do, <laughs> do not buy IGN and stuff like that. So it's, um, yeah, I'm I'm stoked for that. But watch yeah, watch them their presser because it is it is you know a bunch of Mega 64 humor. Yeah. And just dunking on um boring, you know, press events and everything. People um, stumbling over on top of each other, mics going out, right. you know, all on purpose. But it was um they they're also they're also releasing um they're doing a Castlevania um um, uh, what do you call it? Like a, a bundle pack, Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood coming out of yeah, PS4. That's sick. But they're also releasing Rondo of Blood on the Turbo Duo CD. What? I yeah, didn't see that? Yeah, they're so that game came out in Japan on the on the the Turbo Graphics 16 or the yeah. PC Engine on the Turbo CD. It never came out in America on the turbo CD and they're, they localized it and they're going to re release a new turbo duo game in 2021. That's pretty cool. Like it's, it's things like that. Like who the hell has a, a turbo duo? I mean, I feel like Derek might have a turbo duo somewhere. <laughs> Not anymore. I used to. Yeah. But that, um, 
That's Along awesome. With my burned copy of the the Japanese version of that game. <laughs> and um, they're also releasing um, Zombies Ate My Neighbors on Genesis. They're releasing a new Genesis game as well. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's something that's, I think, you know, coupled with all their humor, coupled with all, um, you, you can get a lot of feelies, a lot of cool, like bonus content in yeah. the, um, um, in the, uh, what do you call it? What's the, like in the, in the collector's editions and everything. Sure. It's, uh, they, you get a lot of really good stuff from buying from them. Like I'm looking at their, there's a, Oh, uh, they always do really cool releases. Don't they have another like big Castlevania thing? That's that they announced a while ago. Uh, potentially, I don't see it had it like, on the list. It was like some like super collector's edition. And it has like 3D like box art poster things, and like it looked it looked sick. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was Castlevania. Uh, the um, they uh, they're releasing a new Blood Rain like side scrolling. <laughs> no way! Like it's a it's a it's a Metroid. It's a Castlevania game, but yeah. like in the Blood Rain universe. Yeah. Hmm. Um, the Contra Anniversary Collection, which is all the original Contras, um, which is like ten of them. Yeah. So there's there's a real good, um, um, real good stuff. They're also releasing Ghoul Patrol on the uh, SNES and like a, a glow in the dark cartridge. <laughs> so it's um it's a it's it's a good it's a good presser to watch. It's like forty minutes. Um, it's pretty and- long. I mean, uh, and I'm a sucker for gimmicks, so I will definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah a lot of times their their physical goods are better than the games that they come with. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's be real. Nobody buying plumbers don't wear ties for the thrilling gameplay. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna buy it for the meme and the and the the collectors. Maybe there'll be a tie. And there might, and maybe they'll just want to be able to play it without having to spend hundreds of dollars on it. Yeah, yeah, because that game it's one of those games that's so bad that it became a collector's item for sure so uh, is the so that did you watch the um uh the devolver digital conference I can't no the name slipped my uh, mind there because um, that was the day I, I i i was up till like 6 a.m and then i got up to go to a meeting at 9 a.m and then i quit my job at 10 a.m and then, and then went home came home in time for ubisoft i watched ubisoft and then i went to sleep so I did not watch Devolver Digital. What's what was the? You seemed pretty stoked about that one. I just like, I, you know, they they do they definitely do release some some cool games. Um, but they do have do you generally watch their press conferences? Like their E three press conferences are always these like just preposterous like twenty to thirty minute like skit or sketch depending on who you ask. Uh, <laughs> uh, Katie's not here to defend it, so. Um, and and they're always like making fun of like some trends in the game industry at the time. So like they, you know, a few years ago they were they they invented like loot box coin because everyone loves like cryptocurrency and also like loot boxes. And so they they it, the whole thing revolved around that. Uh, this year they announced a a you know everyone's into the subscription services at this point. So this uh, this time around they announced the Devolver Max Pass Plus. Uh, labeling it as the new era of monetization as a service, and so it's a stream, it's a it's a subscription service that you can subscribe to for free that gives you the ability to purchase games at full price, uh, like just ridiculous shit like that. That's just like making fun of the industry and um, and the trends that people are, are kind of going towards. So they announced a, a few cool ga- looking games for sure. Um, there was this game called like Trek to Yomi, which is this like black and white 
samurai looking game that had like a really really neat trailer uh this this other game called wizard with a gun which is like an online co-op like shooter game i if i remember it correctly it kind of looked like a like a a kind of more shooty version of something like don't starve um like that that kind of isometric uh uh, gameplay it was called gun wizards wizard wizard with a gun uh game called devolver tumble time which is like a like a mobile like a free-to-play mobile game and and its announcement was making fun of free-to-play mobile games and everything like that like wasn't just silly there, stuff like that wasn't there a, tra- a trailer for a game in one of the conferences where it's like making fun of trailers at conferences where it's like you open up on a train they did yes yes that was at the uh microsoft and bethesda conference and that trailer was phenomenal and it was like also very much like what what is this for and it ended up being a uh, a teaser trailer for uh, the outer worlds 2 uh which i was really like i i had kind of re- i didn't think that they were working on a sequel and i kind of read that it potentially didn't do well enough to warrant one um so to see that announced at all like i loved the outer worlds i haven't gone back for the dlc and it also reminded me that dlc exists for it um so yeah, I I was stoked to see that, and it was like the trailer was super on brand for like the the tone of the game itself, uh, and is like if it's absolutely worth looking up if if you have missed it. So it was the Outer Worlds. Pause, too. pause. Sorry, um, the the book of knowledge has just informed me that the the actress from Plumbers Don't Wear Ties, um, uh, I think it's Jeannie Basson. <laughs> yeah, she was one of the first gorgeous ladies of wrestling. No way. Yeah, and her ring name was Hollywood. And she was oh, in shit. It. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Plumbers don't wear ties. Gorgeous <laughs> ladies of wrestling. E3 2020. It comes full circle. Oh, there's a... <laughs> bring back... Bring back... You know, bring bring back, back season four. Oh, I was going to say bring back come, but... All right. Record scratch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's... As... as you know, I opened we opened this podcast and I talked about how not exciting this E3 was. But that said, I also got very excited for so much stuff. And I feel like there's there's so freaking there was so many games revealed, so many games announced. Um, what were some of like the more what what were some of the things that excited you folks the most? I know Shane really liked the, uh, you know, what it, what was it? Rainbow Six Extraction or something like that. The Left for Dead of Rainbow Six games. Uh, no, I um, Josh, why don't you tell why I pull up the chat me and Derek had about Ubisoft because <laughs> that needs to be relived. What what is what was your your uh, your favorite game of the of the game show? Oh, for me, it was easily Forza Horizon 5, oh, mostly yeah. mostly because I was not expecting it, knowing that Playground Games was working on Fable. I just kind of assumed that Forza would be on the back burner while they put all their time and attention onto that, which totally leads to a disappointment uh, that I had with the conference that there was like no mention of Fable at all. But either way, like I was <laughs> there really... There was a mention of Fable at the very end when they were like... We're working on a bunch of other cool stuff like Fable and the Elder Scrolls, but like it was like a throwaway sentence, which I both was like, fuck you, you should have shown us this. But also I appreciated because all of the stuff they did show felt much closer than those games must be at this point. Mm -hmm, Right. And yeah, I appreciate that aspect. It's a similar thing Nintendo does usually where, you know, they don't really announce things unless they're six to like 12 months away. 
So that was a really cool part about Microsoft's presentation as a whole, that it was all stuff that we're going to be playing relatively soon. And it's right. all coming to game. Well, I think everything but like two games that they showcased was, were all Game Pass yeah, Day 1. 30 games revealed and 27 of them on Game Pass Day 1, which feels yeah, insane. It felt like it was just the Game Pass show more than anything. Right. Yeah. So that part I appreciated. But I mean, you know, last year they teased us with Perfect Dark. They teased us with Fable and they teased us with Hellblade 2. And I think originally they had said Hellblade 2 should have been out by now, if I remember correctly. And that's that's a schizophrenia simulator, right? Mm, that's right. correct. Yeah, I really need to play that game. Yeah, they they, they actually will be um, the, tomorrow. So so this will be it'll have happened already by the time this releases. But there's something to do with uh, um, with Hellblade 2 tomorrow in like their showcase extended thing in the morning which i think is just developer interviews but they are talking about uh hellblade during that as well right yeah so yeah generally though forza was like the big highlight for me um aside from that the rabbits and mario game that came out of nowhere yeah and the uh and metroid dread i feel like yeah. those are the three <laughs> which also then, seemed like it was out of nowhere right and was, then it, oh, and advanced it, wars it... also that was another one that i haven't seen in so long and had no expectation of a new advance wars game coming out oh I mean, it's, yes it's not new exactly but still it's you know it looks like it looks like a pretty like in-depth remaster though like it looks like it Com- it's taken completely. on more of like a 3d mm-hmm. art style and i don't know like the fact that they haven't completely forgotten about that series is fantastic and i had so many good memories of playing advance wars like like uh, you know, my first job was at like a, a movie theater and like bet- it had one screen. And so between showings, like a lot of us would like play, including like the manager of the movie theater, we'd just play advance wars for like a couple hours and it was so much fun. And, but he had a bad temper and then he lost and then he banned the game boys from <laughs> the movie theater, but um, just so many like good memories playing those games are so good. And, and yeah, it feels like it's largely been forgot about. So to, to see anything in that series was super exciting and out of nowhere. Um, that it's a complete redo of the, the Game Boy game, all 3D models, the, the, the generals are fully 3D animated. It's not just like an upscale. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see them bring out more. I wonder if they're going to bring out uh, Advance Wars Days of Ruin, which was <clears throat> a really, really like heavy, heavy story for, oh, really? for a DS game, like post-apocalyptic people dying, like, you know, just, it was sad. It was heavy. It was like a, it was like a Metal Gear, like heavy level plot. Like so, Metal Gear uh, Acid heavy? Yo, dude, Metal Gear, that was my first PSP I game. I fucking loved it. It was my first PSP game and it was fantastic. The guy at the store tried to dissuade me. He's like, hey, you know, this isn't real. I was like, it's like, shut up. I, I, I know more than you. Okay. All right, so um, I, I'd love a remaster of that. Now that we're talking about things, dude, mm. dude, lit. Um, what um, uh, some some choice conversations from the Ubisoft panel? Um, <laughs> uh, yo, what the fuck? Tom Clancy is rolling over in his grave. Uh, this shit is cornbread. Grab and peels the Division Three aliens, and then there's a picture from RuneScape. So, um. <laughs> It's a quality chat. Oh, and I can also verify that there is no place in Alaska called Orpheus. So, um, we so Tom Clancy <laughs> wasn't like into like zombies or infections or anything. Um, I, I, that doesn't seem like something I've read from him. Okay. Uh, in the past, um, uh, Josh, you're a huge Tom Clancy fan. You read all the novels. Do, is there a zombie edition of uh, Jack Reacher? 
Um, pretty sure they're still waiting on that one to get published. Just want to <laughs> get a permission from his estate. Yeah. Um, which, uh, so there's a new standalone Rainbow Six Siege game that is basically just Left for Dead. But there's like aliens, and it 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 felt like the um they it felt like a combination. I was getting like mad. Oh, what was the what was the what was the the Tom Cruise movie adaptation of that book? Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. I got Edge of Tomorrow vibes, like the setting, but I also got vibes from Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. <laughs> if you guys remember that that gem. You mean the greatest uh, sci-fi movie of all time, according to Life is Strange? <laughs> Wait, what? What? Hold on, what? Is there yeah, a... Some, cr- yeah, there's some throwaway line if you examine the TV, like Alec, or... Um, that was her name, right? God, I'm blanking. It's been so long since I played it. But either way... Oh my gosh. Um, Max. Max, you mean Max? Max? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, Alex when Max? you examine... Yeah, Al- yeah. Alex, yeah. Alex Mack. Was that that other show? What the fuck? What are we talking about? Anyway, <laughs> Allie McBeal. Uh, um, um, but yeah, if you examine the TV in the beginning of the game, she says like, oh, she was just watching Final Fantasy. The spirits within. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. That's one of the greatest sci fi movies of all time. That that just elevated that game in my book so many steps because I play it now. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Between that uh, and her saying Keck. She said, she said, Keck, dude, I'm, I don't know why, but this always stuck out with me. We did a special episode forever ago on episode one and yeah, right that after was, it came out. Yeah. And that was one of the things that you, Shane, were like raving about for some reason that she said Keck <laughs> in a text. Yeah. And, like, and like every time I see it, every time I see it anywhere now, I always think about that being like your big takeaway of that game. <laughs> I, the writing in that game was so obviously out of touch adults thinking they're in touch. And using I, a lot of heavy-handed slang. As an, as an out-of-touch adult who thinks I'm in touch, I adored those games, except for <laughs> Life is Strange 2. But um, I, I loved Life is Strange and Before the Storm so much, and I'm really looking forward to um, the, the, <laughs> the remastered editions, which look barely remastered at this point. But um, oh also Life is Strange True, True Colors, which we got a bit of a deeper dive into. Um, we're jumping all over the place, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh life is strange true colors i'm already so much more into that than i was into life is strange too just based on like the setting and the fact that it has a, a, a set setting rather than these kids going all over the place and the power being more um you know more more about affecting emotions and stuff like that versus just like telekinesis is so much more interesting and so much more about uh, like uh, what those games i feel like are about i'm so excited for the new one for sure and you play as a teenage girl again yeah, right. Like uh, teenage dudes. I'm not as no. That's I'm. I'm gonna stop. Isn't that <laughs> isn't that funny though? Like <laughs> how like so many of the remasters. Like whenever they show side by side footage, the same with the Life is Strange one. After you mentioned it, yeah. But it's like they'll show side by side footage of like the old one and the new one. <laughs> like almost I'll the same. Like, yeah, or I'll, some, a lot of times I'll be like, oh, that looks pretty good. And then when I look at it closer, the one that I'm more impressed by is the, old, the old one. one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, the one thing they did mention that really stuck out to me was um, uh, better lip syncing, which the first couple games struggled with for sure. So bad. So bad. I, uh, but I don't think it, it was also one of those things. I don't think it was like like they had bad lip syncing, but it was just something that was there and I never thought about. Like, I don't think it it didn't take away from it at all. I don't know that. I don't know that that's a reason to go out and buy it again. <laughs> hey, man, there's always the extra achievements. 
Uh, yeah, I'm not an achievement guy. Trophies. I'm not a trophy guy. I just, just, I gotta just well, play just the game once, and get through the story. Derek, Derek, you are the trophy. Oh, oh, thank right. you. You're so, just yeah. saying that because I bought you a graphics card. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have to say the of the ones that I that I saw, Ubisoft definitely sucked the most. Like their their, their, con- <laughs> oh, their conference was just like. They've got they got a, a a streaming service called Ubisoft Plus. Oh, I wish I would be down. Like I, as someone who loves subscriptions, though, if Ubisoft Plus came to console, I would get that in a second. Like to to be able to get their games on day one and not have to like pay the full price for them. Like to just pay twenty bucks a month and get all of their releases as they come out sounds fantastic. Like why wouldn't I do that? But why is it only on PC? Why won't they release it on console? I'm sure it's like a Microsoft and Sony thing, but. It's uh, the, um, I the, actually thinking back to it, they um, they're announcing like with this Ubisoft positive thing, Ubisoft. Also, Plus. that's not new. That that's been out for quite some time. Really? Yeah, they were just showing off that like Far Cry Six and and uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. They'll be on Ubisoft Plus on day one because that's what happens with Ubisoft Plus. Why? Why? Why is that the first time I'm hearing of it? I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, the Far Cry 6 um, content looks stellar. Um, the thing that I'm like super interested in is that... Was Avatar Frontiers of Pandora? N- no, that could suck a fart <laughs> right out of my ass. When that showed up, I, I turned to my girlfriend and I'm like, what the fuck, fuck? And I was just screaming. She's like, what, what, what? I'm like, it's fucking avatar she's like oh no oh no do we not like avatar i'm like we hate avatar (laughs) (laughs) but um they and i want to i i we still don't know the mechanism of how they're releasing this um right i think it's going to be part of the uh far cry 6 expansion or uh season pass where there's going to be games a la blood dragon but you are playing as the villain from uh three four and five and you're in it, the vibe I'm getting is that you're inside your own head. Like you're, you're stuck in your own head fighting your own demons and you play as the villains up against the protagonist from those games. And um, getting to play as Voss is going to be dope. Um, <laughs> and then the, um, Oh God, what's his name? Who's the guy from four? The, the, the Tibetan guy. I don't remember. That guy, that that guy is, you know, if if I was an evil dictator, that would be me. All right, <laughs> all right. That's that's how I would I would carry myself. Um, and then playing as the uh, Westboro Baptist Church guy, the, the, it looks it it looks really fun. And you're like fighting your demons inside of your head, and there's you know crazy you know uh, crazy hyper real not hyper realistic like surreal stuff happening, which is a a type of entertainment and a type of fiction that's totally up my alley like i loved the sure. um all the expansions from uh bioshock infinite and i think bioshock, oh, yeah. Inf- bioshock infinite is still the best game i've ever played um just the just all the um just all the the stuff in- intertwined and yeah um, definitely and, and barrel at sea was just wonderful yeah and they're uh re-releasing blood dragon uh which is which kicked off it that Blood Dragon was a Far Cry 3 standalone game set in this like hyper 80s, you know, hyper, hyper glow neon universe where you're on Mars fighting, you know, 
terrorists and Martian dragons. And it was like every like it, it I feel like that that kicked off the eighties, like cliche trend that we, um, you know, we're still co- kind of on the tail of, um, and I'm I'm stoked because I got I bought that game and played it and it was it was stellar buggy as hell on PC. When I, when I, you play was like super beta <laughs> when I played that and it was it was rough. But is you play still around? Yeah, it's uh, you play positive. Yeah, you play you play not positive. for consoles though, not for yeah. consoles. Yeah, well, I mean, like get a PC, bro. I can't, I have to I I can't I can't get a PC. Yeah, you can. Never say never. I already had like I don't even play my consoles enough. I can't warrant a fucking like several thousand dollar computer. Several? Yeah, I would want the best one. It's not several. For if I wanted like a thirty ninety. Well, see, don't buy Nvidia. Nvidia's trash. Says says the guy who just bought a twenty eighty super off of a a, a, a two five Bravo grunt from the military base. Uh, oh yeah, uh, graphics card update. Um, I broke my graphics card beyond repair of my capabilities. So, John, if you're listening, um, yeah, I broke it again. Uh, I nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw that coming. But this time, I I I ripped off a surface mount component, and I it is currently in a repair shop in Talent. Hopefully, they're going to be able to fix it. But I couldn't. I, I haven't used my computer. And then uh, Geekscape alum Lee shouts out gave me a. Uh, a 1650 uh 1650 super graphics card and i got that got me running i was getting 70 frames in warzone but then i saw a 2080 super for uh for sale today on facebook marketplace so i had to reactivate my facebook and i had to hit up some dude and you know shouts out man but you were kind of you were kind of dumb and you were really weird about selling a graphics card like he rolled down his window was like yo come over to my car i was like we're right. Can you make this sketchier? We're literally outside of an army base. Can you, he's like, what? You don't want to do this in here? And I'm like, do what? 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 Get, yes. Get up out of the car. I want, I want, I want witnesses. Show me, show, show me the PCB van. And then, and then he sells me PCP. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, I think, I think Ubisoft, the only thing that, that stuck with me was, um, the lack of beyond good and evil too again yeah yeah i think that um, how many years can they go on i think wasn't it 2008 <laughs> it would no when they announced the sequel it can't have no all right hold on Josh, well, now, that, now that michael ansel got uh or retired or got fired or whatever happened there's like who knows what's gonna happen now who, wasn't he still the lead on it who's that and what happened to him well, he he's the guy who like created Rayman and the original Beyond Good and Evil and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, something happened where he was being accused of um, just like workplace harassment and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. How Ubisoft had all of those, um, you know, controversies kind of pop up throughout last year. So he had a lot of allegations put up against him. So he just basically said, fuck it and said he retired and went home. So I feel like that's going to be a big reason why we might not ever see that game. On yeah. top of every other yeah. reason, possibly, yeah. It was, so it was E three twenty seventeen. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. Scroll down. A second leak trailer appeared for the game on the internet around May two thousand nine, showing a character that appeared to be Jade running through a crowded street. 
The trailer was confirmed to be authentic by Ansel, while Ubisoft denied that they purposely released this. Up until 2016, the state of the program with Beyond Good Evil was unclear. So Officially revealed at E3 2017. A screenshot from the May 2008 teaser trailer showing Pejiv in the, in the foreground. Um, yeah, I, I distinctly remember seeing a 2008 teaser trailer coming out. Officially, though. It was an official teaser trailer, 2017. man. 2017. No, I don't think so. Anyways, uh, Ansel left in 2020, and he stated that both later that this month, project later that and month, Wild as were... As <laughs> part of Ubi Day's event, Ubisoft released a trailer for the next yet unnamed project from Ansel and their Ubisoft Montpelier studio, which had worked with Beyond Good and the Bel- The trailer used <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil music assets and showed characters that appear to be Jade and Paige from the original book. 2008. Anyways, it's been four years since they've talked about it, I think. And I'm sad about that because the first one is uh, I hope it's not just like the nostalgia glasses, but I just remember that being such an amazing experience. And uh, I was so excited and it was so unexpected to to see number two resurface all of these years after these leaked 2020, 2007 and 2008 trailers that uh, Shane's talking about. But I don't know. I want I want more. And I was I was like, this is the year. This is definitely the year. And then they showed just like so much rainbow, so much rainbow, so six. much rainbow six. Yeah. Yeah. Like if this new rainbow weird left for dead rainbow six game wasn't enough, we're going to talk about the sixth year of content for rainbow six siege. Rainbow six content that, 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 that game is one of those. It's, it's, it's in the same ballpark as counter-strike and overwatch. Okay. Where it just prints money and it's so easy to like, Oh, we're going to make a Halloween pack. We're going to make a sure. Halloween event. Um, play to to unlock cases it's there's it's one of those games that is never uh, i have a feeling like it's never gonna go away right um it's just gonna be like updated and iterated on kind of well and to keep to be keeping that as a priority while also releasing a brand new game shows either extreme confidence in the player base of rainbow six siege or that people are not going to (laughs) grab onto this rainbow six extraction game I mean, it did look cool. Um, you have to like s- sneak into these bases that have been affected, and you can go, you can go in, get your loot, and then either leave at like level two or keep going in like deeper, deeper levels where yeah, um, yeah. Uh, these alien hybrids are, um, um, you know, getting stronger and stronger. And the gimmick that I thought was really cool is that if you die, that specific character gets captured, and you have to go back in and rescue them. Otherwise, you can't play them anymore. Right. Which Yeah, there definitely was some cool elements. I I don't know. There's yeah. a lot of left for dead looking games coming out. <laughs> um and the uh the the other standout for me, and we are super scattershot, but I feel like that's okay. Um I mean the, we're not as scattershot as E three felt, so Yeah, yeah. Um the the I liked the Avatar trailer. Really? I mean it was pretty well, and that's, I don't know, I haven't seen Avatar in years, but I have not seen a movie in theaters as many times as I saw Avatar in theaters. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic for Avatar sequels, and I, th- this, you know, this trailer was gorgeous, and also the fact that it's next, not next gen, but current gen now only, uh, means it should at least look and run pretty well. Um, obviously, they barely showed anything off, and it's probably, I have to imagine they're going to be timing it with the release of the first sequel. Um, I don't know. An Avatar game could be cool. That world was pretty sick. I mean, it was all right. I gotta, I gotta find. Um, somebody posted a uh, a page out of oh, I think one of the co-founders of 
Ubisoft from his novel uh, talking about um, getting the uh, getting um, I mean this this book came out a few years ago I can't find the damn thing Um, getting the contract for Avatar and there was another and it it said I'm paraphrasing it but this other prominent European game developer got the basically just you know got the contract for um um avatar the game with uh steven steven spielberg i almost said stephen king um steven uh spielberg and then at at, what? at what? avatar the game with steven spielberg no who james, Sp- james, james cameron? cameron james cameron robert rodriguez <laughs> Uh, Olivia Rodrigo whatever okay that guy all right the the guy with the beard um anyway they were they they got the contract and they were going to sign like it was like all right we're gonna meet at your office and sign and the head of this other prominent European studio was like all right cool we're gonna sign do you guys want some of my cocaine and they were like (laughs) they were like um we're not gonna make a video game with you and then <laughs> and then ubisoft got it and then a bunch of people in the comments because someone took a picture from this guy's this guy's autobiography and everybody in the comments was like oh that's got to be the ceo of crytech because like he has like a huge coke problem <laughs> and it's like yo shouts out ubisoft for <laughs> the only other the, your, your main competitors you know f- fucking coke bro like <laughs> oh let's make a video game Speaking uh, of uh, weird CEOs, did you guys watch the Gearbox video? No, I, no, I heard but it was... I was really excited about the Tiny Tina thing. Yeah, yeah, Tiny Tina thing looked rad. Uh, they also confirmed, and I don't think anybody gives a shit, but Godfall is coming to PS4, um, which was a game that like launched as a PS5 exclusive to like pretty mediocre reviews. Uh, and is like I'm pretty sure it's like a bargain bin title already, but there's like a a big DLC coming out. But also, and I, I I'm pretty sure they were talking pre-launch, like oh this stuff's only possible on the PS5, but then it didn't sell, and so now it's possible on the PS4 as well. Um, I mean they just changed their stance just like Sony has in terms of exclusives. So <laughs> for the, for the, you know and the generational thing, but uh, we talked about that last episode. Anyways, it felt like literally half this video was uh, what's his name Tony. Pitchford, Pitchford, Gary Pitchford, whatever Pitchford. He's just like Randy, Randy Pitchford. The like, I feel like half of the press conference, half of the video was like a camera following him around the Borderlands movie set, and him just being like, "Everything looks so amazing. This movie's gonna be so amazing, but we can't show you anything." And then like the camera would like almost like turn towards something and be like, "Oh, don't show that. You can't show that." And that was like the whole thing. Like they didn't really show anything. They like knock on Kevin Hart's trailer at some point and Kevin Hart comes out awkwardly and he's like, oh, hey, Randy. And he's like, oh, we got the camera here. Like, tell us how cool Borderlands is. And I don't know. It was it was it was super weird. Uh, Homeworld 3 in production, though. Homeworld 3? Like the the RTS? Yeah. Yeah. Homeworld 3. That was kind of cool. That looked cool. That was that was one of my favorite. favorite rts's homeworld one and homeworld two super like just a really good vibe you it's a it's a full 3d space rts where you can um build carriers with like frigates and fighters and and bombers and you have a a mothership you have to protect and you can warp around the map and you can you can go um like way above someone and then like attack them from from above or below and um when the homeworld one and two uh 
remaster yeah came out a few years ago um it was uh it was uh what do you call it um that was a huge a huge um a huge boom for me like i played i played this shit out of it um and then a a confirmation it is savat yearly uh the crytek ceo (laughs) was the one who um basically said uh hey do you want to do some do some of my cocaine and they were like I don't think uh, Robert Rodriguez would appreciate your cocaine. Um, yep. It was uh, Ubisoft Massive's creative director, David Poffelt, in his autobiography, autobiography called The Dream Architects. So check out that book where they, they shouts out um, Savat Yarley or whatever his name is. But man, those, um, those Germans, they, uh, they like to party. He looks like the kind of guy that would go to like Brockheim and listen to techno at five in the morning on a Tuesday. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm just derailing it. It's it's been a tough couple of days, so I apologize if this show's been um, disjointed. Uh, forward all complaints to info at We Know Podcasting, and um, we will. Speaking uh, of We Know Podcasting, yeah, do we know podcasting? Hey everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris to Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can contact us at info at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. Spell our name right on the check, Matt Kelly. D- Derek, when, when, when is our cut? Gonna, um, when are you going to send us our money from that check, by the way? It's in the, it's in the mail. It's in the mail? Okay. Yeah, the Canadian Postal Service is uh, incredibly slow. Yeah, for sure. Um, the only other like major standout from E3 for me was the Microsoft flight sim 2020. Um, the new, uh, the, the new trailer that came out, um, yeah. showing off that it's coming out to consoles this summer, correct? July 27th. Yes. Are you going to get it? I mean, it's on game pass day one. I mean, are you going to download it and play it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I it's interesting. I, I you know I on Xbox Game Passengers we did a like an Xbox slash Bethesda recap, which is like an hour, an hour and a half of us just talking about all of the reveals and and what we thought of them. I don't know, like, what would keep someone who like doesn't really like it looks fucking beautiful, like, and I can't wait to download it and like do something in the game. But what keeps someone who's like doesn't really care about planes and like wouldn't generally play you know a simulator for something like that like what would keep what keeps people invested in that like i Um, I, like i feel like it's definitely something i'll download and i'll try and i'll be like oh wow this is gorgeous and then i'll never touch again it um it's there's there's a lot in the game that you can get into you can do a lot of like role playing like live um you can do like live flights with with friends you can call out to the the atc and you know make your calls for taxiing and everything and it's 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 kind of like a role-playing game um to some degree but it's it's also just just fun to you know you know take off and fly around and shoot approaches um and then fly around these you know these gorgeous um you know um cityscapes 
And yeah, you yeah. can, if you were to like to do the challenges, like there's landing challenges at like really difficult um, oh, that's uh, cool. airports. So it's yeah. like, all right, do the landing challenge at this, this airport where you, uh, when you're on, um, when you're on uh, n- final is when you're like coming yeah. in to land. So you, then, s- you would start these challenges like in the air and yeah. And, okay. Yeah. And then, so there's, there's a, um, the, the last two like turns of, uh, of a landing is yeah. a base and final and there's this yeah. famous airport in south america where you when you're on base which is where you're flying perpendicular to the runway you can't see the runway and you're surrounded by mountains so you have to like shoot this approach blind basically and then make a left around this mountain and then land yeah. on it and doing stuff like that and um it's super fun and you can you can set the realism level to you know super easy where there's a lot of sure. like, assist it's just like a like a racing game um if you like forza um you know you you'll find something enjoyable with this game and i have to i have to say i have to say um on pc um i just you know built my dad a gaming computer my dad's a a, a flight instructor got him a flight yoke th- uh, throttle and pedals got him a new big old monitor and I installed it on his, you know, it's a, a, you know, a competent gaming PC, but, um, it runs, they've done a lot of, um, uh, uh, improvements when it comes to performance. So I'm, I, I can understand why they waited a year for this game to come out on consoles. Cause sure. it w- it was, it was, it, it, it totally was a slug. And now like, Loading times are super fast, um, and performance is, is way, way more optimized. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. I might be a huge wuss, but every time I watch a flight sim trailer, I literally tear up. And I have no <laughs> idea why. Like, it just, for some reason, it just hits me, like, right in the gut and in the feels. And watching this, this you know, announcement trailer right. with all the new planes, and, you know, I'm sitting there just, like, you know, tearing up. And yeah. how about when that Top Gun music? Yeah, can we talk about the Top Gun Maverick <laughs> expansion pass uh, coming out? Because um, right out of the box, even when the deluxe editions, there's no um, there's no fighter aircraft. There's yeah. no there's there's um, there's uh, um, general aviation uh, jets. There's commercial aviation jets, but there's no fighters. Yeah. Um, so you can you can buy you can buy like an F eighteen um th- from the um like the store but it's yeah. not um it's not first party and it's like it's like 50 bucks to buy the one plane yeah these planes are expensive but that is that is an unbelievably fun fun game to play and at least on yeah. pc um i was um my dad was showing me a mod where uh people because the 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 famous bridge in uh sydney harbor the one in the game, it's just like a generic procedurally generated bridge, but people have like went in and, and made like a high res mod that replaces it. And it's just drag and drop. So on PC, it's just super easy. Just to be like, Oh, just download this file, oh, throw no it way. in. And it just replaces, replaces the yeah. bridge. There's no like weird, like, you know, merging of files or anything like that. So that's, that's got me, that's got me super stoked, but that's the last like big standout of E3 for, for me. That's pretty cool. I uh, I know J- I was talking to John on Xbox Game Passengers, who's very, very excited for it, it's it's a very weird situation because he's so excited for Flight Simulator. He, he's he been planning to and like 
I don't know, not acting on building a PC forever in anticipation of Flight Simulator to the point where Flight Simulator has now been out on PC for like almost a year. And he said he has watched since launch. He's watched hundreds of videos of Flight Simulator. Uh, no, no, no. Cor- correction, correction. Hundreds of hours of videos. That's what I said. No, you said hundreds of videos. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, Hundreds yeah. of hours of videos yes. of Flight Simulator. Yes. Hasn't played it. He has a computer that could play it. Like, not Wait, with the best, what? Not, not, not with the max settings and not at like crazy resolutions or anything like that. He won't touch it because it won't look good enough. So instead, he's watching like fucking compressed ass YouTube streams <laughs> for I would 200 hours. Pass a message along to him. I would implore him to try it now because the the it's been super super optimized yeah turn well, on, he also turn doesn't on. want to play it without spending like he he wants to get all the like the controllers and stuff like that which um i don't know i i, I feel like he's just gonna download on his xbox when it comes out and play that yeah. and <laughs> i it's very it's just very odd to me but um i don't know i think that's 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 it for me boys Oh, the uh, Final Fantasy collection on mobile and Steam. Someone wrote ha 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 next to it. I don't know who that was. No, it was not me. That was. (laughs) Um, Did uh, did nobody on the show write that or? Uh, I mean, somebody that had access to the document must have. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's there's a video that's getting there's a video on Twitter that's getting like crazy, like retweets um, from it was Carlos based on the version history. OK, it was Carlos. Um, so that makes sense because there was a um, where is Carlos? Did he did he actually get killed in 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 San Vicente? Um, there's a, a video from um, when Mega 64 was uh, doing commentary and, and live streaming the um, the Square Enix conference, and they're showing this uh, Final Fantasy like pixel collection or something, pixel remaster or P- something, pixel remaster, and it's Final Fantasy one through six, like original, original versions. And uh, Rocco from Mega sixty four is losing his mind. He's like, "What, dude? Oh my god, four! That's my favorite game of all time!" Oh, oh, and he says, "Like, just tell me how you're gonna get it. Give it to me, no matter no matter what. I, I'll I'll take it in any way possible." And then it goes for Steam and mobile and he gets like ah oh, son of a bitch steam and mobile like just <laughs> lost his lost what's the his problem mind. with that i mean these are like slow ass turn-based games are the perfect the perfect fit for mobile fucking put it on switch yeah i mean i guess what do you mean you guess just play it on your phone don't you guys have phones <laughs> <laughs> I think I think a big part of it though is because Fucking we're just put it on coming, your Nvidia Shield. Like we're just coming off of the reveal of the Dragon Quest three remake, which had the whole like Octopath Traveler treatment. And these games are pretty much just the phone games that have already been out, except on Steam and in a collection. <laughs> really? I did not realize that. Yeah, so I think coming fresh off of that when that trailer started, and especially because it was coming off of that like fucking 30 minute long Guardians of the Galaxy presentation, I was like, fuck. So you're sitting there watching the Square Enix trailer. You get through the really, really long Guardians. Which I thought, which I thought kind of looked rad. The game itself looked cool. It was totally rad. That trailer just was going on way too long. Oh, 100 percent. 
I think it it was like one of those parody things where it'll say the name of the game. So you think the trailer's over and then it just starts up again. (laughs) And it did that like three times. It was crazy. Well, and the trail, the initial trailer was like six minutes. And then I was like, oh, that looks cool. I can't wait to like hear more about it one day. And then it was like, now, now here's a 12 minute gameplay demo or something of like not a particularly exciting scene in it. Like it didn't show off that much. I I don't know. It was very long. Hmm. And yeah, coming I mean, fresh off looks, of that, and then it it's like, dope. yeah, it looks cool. I just, it's a weird choice to make it where you can only play as Star Lord, but you know, we'll see how it plays out. Um, you know, I guess they'll have a lot of to prove coming off of Avengers, but we'll see. Totally. <laughs> I mean, that was a smash hit, right? Well, a certain kind of smash, but yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of Smash, we got fucking uh, Tekken and Smash. So mm. it's it's we got Tekken v Street Fighter v King of Fighters in Smash Bros. Is Smash Brothers the perfect game? It's getting close to it. I mean, it became perfect as soon as we got Pyra and Mithra added. So everything else after that is just a bonus. I don't know who those people are. Derek, do you know, <laughs> do you know who those are? I can't say that I do. What's a charge character? <laughs> Shuts out throwback. The- the funny thing is Guile is an assist trophy in that game, and he literally will just crouch down until you get close to him while he's charging his flash kick. So if you ever, <laughs> if you ever see that, it'll just be a reminder of that conversation. That's pretty great. But, but yeah, um, no, Pyra and Mithra were from Xenoblade 2. They were the previous characters oh, to be added yeah, to the yeah, game yeah. Before, before Kazuya. But yeah. but yeah, it's pretty cool, though. It's like there's like a little bit of every fighting game almost at this point. Even if you count the assist trophies, they have um, Akira from Virtual Fighter in it. Um, Heihachi was already in it as a uh, an assist trophy. So yeah, it's just it's kind of ridiculous how much they're putting into this game. And I mean, this it's been a long time since they started adding all the third party characters and stuff. But it's just crazy totally. to think about how you know Smash Brothers just kind of started as this this like weird platformer hybrid with a few <laughs> nintendo characters and now it's just this big celebration of just like gaming history as a whole so i mean it's but yeah seeing kazuya in it was like i'm as much of a fighting game fan as i am i wasn't like super excited about it i guess because i don't know i think the novelty of it is worn off a little bit since we've gotten terry and ryu and all these other fighting game characters but at the same time did- just the more the more we get the better like i'm never going to complain about extra characters I did I did like how they introduced him by having him recreate his like overly hammy like over the like over the top very japanese like end game like w- um when you played played his campaign and I think Tekken Tekken 2 I think where he's carrying a character's body and then dumps it off of a cliff. And in this, this trailer, he's just dumping every smash character off into the cliff. So they, they played it. They, what I like about smash is that they, when they do these reveals, they'll, they'll acknowledge like the weird, like, you know, cringy, like older, the the aspects from these, from these particular characters. I thought that was funny. When are they, when do they get add bloody roar into smash bros? (laughs) when limited run games gets on re-releasing it hell yeah hell yeah um oh oh we we need to do the uh battlefield 6 update of the week 
Yeah, I was waiting for that. Like, yeah. you're like nothing else big happened for me as <laughs> as you've talked about fucking Battlefield every episode since we restarted this show, and then you don't even talk about it on the one where they actually showed it off. I I, I forgot. Like the trailer came out, looks dope, looks sick. Um, the the uh game game. Well, what? Sorry, no, go ahead. Uh, and then the gameplay trailer came out, and it was obviously like very scripted. Um, but it looks like battlefield chaos, like stuff blown up, stuff flying around you. It's 64 versus 64 characters on PC and current gen. Yeah. And that's bedlam. That's going to be chaos. <laughs> Cause I remember playing battlefield three, you know, full servers, 64 characters yeah. on, on, um, Caspian Valley. Uh, and it's just chaos, just absolute chaos. That's what I wanted to say is it looked as I'm not like I've not played Battlefield. I played like a couple of the campaigns in like Battlefield one and and probably something else along the, uh, in the history of the series. This looks so chaotic. Like, how the hell do you know what's going on? And it, like it almost it almost looked like and I'm sure that there's smaller modes. I'm sure that it's not always 64 versus 64. I don't know if that's that's wrong. yeah, it could be. Yeah. But yeah, in a mode like that, it almost looked like. There's so much going on. Like, how do you know what's happening? How do you know? It almost looked too chaotic. It's it, it, it's very like... Just like war would be. Shut up. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a statement, you know? War wars, war never changes. War, war never changes. <laughs> um, it, um, it was very Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4 vibes. And it was basically a love letter to um, the crazy stuff you could do like from battlefield. I remember back in the day playing battlefield two before the special forces expansion came out and we would watch these stunt videos of people that would do these crazy, crazy stunts in the game, like uh, fly a plane, jump out and just like free fall skydive between a bunch of silos and then land in a Jeep. And the, the world famous, like, uh, in the trailer, they played homage to this super popular video where this guy is in a jet being chased by another oh, jet, yeah. and he jumps out and he shoots the jet with an RPG and then jumps back in the plane. I did you see the video of the guy watching that? No, was it the yeah. the guy? Yeah, I, there's the video of the guy that did that watching it in this trailer, and he's like crying. It was like it was pretty cool. That's cool. That's cool. But it's it looks like complete chaos, complete bedlam. I've said those words too many times, almost as much as Derek says totally. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> but I am super stoked for it. And that is, uh, I have a, a, I vehemently um, uh, proselytize the do not pre-order. Fuck that. I'm pre-ordering two copies. <laughs> I'm getting one for you, one for you, one for you. You're all getting pre-orders on me. I am super stoked for this game. I mean, if you just subscribe to EA Play Premiere, you no, could no, play no, 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 for free. no, no, screw that. I'm purchasing, purchase with money. Subscribe with money. Well, I mean, it, I already do subscribe with money, but I want to buy with money. You subscribe to EA Access Premiere, and you're still going to purchase. That does not make any sense. Doesn't it's 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 not about making sense. It's about it's about a ethics point. and game journalism. Ethics and game journalism. Why'd you send me a TikTok? All right. Um, yeah, that's it for me. That's totally it for me. I'm I'm legit done. <laughs> what do you? You're you're not done. You're not done. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, we the big thing that we haven't talked too much about, and I talked a lot about this on the weekend, but was the Xbox and Bethesda conference. Uh, I mean, we touched on it a bit at the beginning. Was there any other standouts in that presentation for you, Josh? I, I just like overall, I think that they did, you know, and there's always the jokes and Mega 64 made the joke about like, here's a car. Like there's always so much like non game stuff at the Microsoft, uh, the Microsoft presentation. And this year it was like just trailer after tra- like 30 games in this. It was roughly a 90 minute presentation. So that's a game every three minutes. Like it felt full of stuff and full of good looking stuff. I don't know. What did you think of that show? I thought it's like neck and neck with Nintendo for me for the best show of the conference, because like, especially if you're a game pass owner, it was just like, yeah. you know, you're not going to have to spend $60 on a game for like a good like two <laughs> yeah. or three years at this rate. It's ridiculous. Um, like aside from Forza, there wasn't anything that like really stood out in particular, but part of that was just because they announced so much that it was hard for too much to stand out. But Sure. I know um, Flight Simulator uh, coming out was really cool. Um, yeah. Psychonauts 2 being relatively close, only a few months away, right? It's August, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then some of the other some of the other games that they showed off, I don't remember all of them, but a lot of like the indie indie games that they showed, the one with Willem Dafoe, I think, where it's like you're reliving minutes, the yeah. same. 12 minutes, yeah. yeah that's right. Um, and then kind of on the same you know, kind of with the same tone as the Mega 64 stuff, uh, the trailer for Outer Worlds 2, I thought was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Where they're like, oh, here's a, you know, here's a sun flare in the background and here's the silhouette of our character because we haven't really, we haven't finished his design Uh yet and all that kind of stuff, like kind of taking the piss out of every other E3 trailer or game trailer or even movie trailer that ever comes out. Um, I'm looking... And that was another shocker because... Sorry, what was that? Oh no! I'm just looking at the list of games, and I had some questions, but uh, sorry to mm-hmm. sorry to ju- jump in on you. Oh no, no, you're fine. I was just gonna say, yeah, that was another surprise. I I think I heard whispers about Outer Worlds two being worked on, but I didn't expect it to be announced, let alone totally, you know, let alone to have that kind of featured spot on it. Uh, but yeah, if anything, you know, Nintendo's is really good because of the games that we kind of didn't expect that we went over already with like Metroid and finally being able to see a little bit of Zelda in action, but in terms of overall volume and value that we're going to be getting out of Game Pass over the next year, I feel like mm-hmm. Microsoft has a strong case for having the best uh, conference of the show. And like, to let's be honest, like it was pretty much like a two company show, like between Nintendo and Xbox and then limited run games is great, of course, but it's like, sure. like, you know, Capcom sucked. Um, Square Enix <laughs> was all over the place. And did you guys see that? last game that they showed off that a lot of people have kind of been mocking ever since it came out that uh what's it called i don't even remember but it's like a it's like an edgy reboot of final fantasy one or something or at least that's the implication they're giving Mm -hmm. oh god what was it hold on i'm gonna consult stranger of paradise Uh, i think it's called yeah oh yeah 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 so apparently the demo's finally working so i want to try to give it a shot but yeah on top of the overall negative reception that the trailer got, the demo it said was corrupted for the first two days, and it <laughs> finally started working. I think last night or this morning, one of the two. It is but a like, violent spinoff uh, or a violent retelling of the first Final Fantasy game. Oh wow! Right, where everyone replaced look- they traded in their armor for like tight T-shirts and cargo pants, and it's I don't know it's. 
it could be cool. I think the idea is that it's like Dark Souls. It's the Dark Souls of Final Fantasy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. Because, you know, Team Ninja are phenomenal action developers and they're the ones who are actually right. making it. But I have zero faith in Tetsuya Nomura's ability to tell a story. So that's kind of where we're sitting on that for now. <laughs> but yeah, aside from that, like, you know, Capcom, they just showed two games that we've known about forever. Totally. And that one of them was like a five-year-old game that's just being brought over outside of Japan. I think their biggest thing was like, we're working on DLC for Resident Evil Village, but we just started, so it'll be a while. You know what part really sucked was when they were like hyping up that they were going to do their first collaboration event in Monster Hunter, and it was just with the other Monster Hunter game. <laughs> like, I was like... <laughs> I was like, oh, what could it be? Could they be doing Fire Emblem again? Or could they be doing Final Fantasy like they did on World and or whatever? And they're like, Monster Hunter Cross, Monster Hunter. I'm like, that's hell. so funny. Uh. I did not see that. <laughs> oh, I, I wanted to I wanted to make a comment on something I heard from Xbox Game Passengers when you guys were yeah. talking about Stalker 2. Yeah. Um, do you do you do you have an e-reader or do you have any way to like get Kindle books? Do you have a Kindle? Uh, I do have a Kindle. Are you going to fuck what's that book called? Uh oh! Is it a stalker book? Or are you going to tell me about Voices of Chernobyl, which is a fantastic and terrifying book? No, um the the book, the original book that stalker was the stalker the game was based off of. Yeah, um, it's, it's called um, Roadside Picnic. Okay, and that is it is a a, a Russian book from the seventies or eighties, and it is what the the stalker games were based off of. Oh, and cool! It is a stellar 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 sci-fi book um you know uh there's there's a certain there's a certain flair to fiction from um stuff that was created behind the iron curtain or behind yeah um they they also made a movie called stalker from the 70s it's based off of that book and they um like end up like walking through uh chernobyl as it's being built which is kind of, it's kind of funny because now oh, chernobyl, chernobyl's yeah. a, a total disaster but read um read that book it's a short book great great and there's a, there's a sequel but the the elevator pitch is um aliens come and have a roadside picnic at uh, at earth and when they did they they kind of it doesn't really like get into the specifics, but they're aliens, but they're like, like from a different dimension kind of thing. And they go through these uh, these zones or where they visited Earth. It created these exclusion zones where um, society, uh. s- societies put up these walls and everything's like all twisted. And um, there's just we- like space and time is um, falling apart and stalkers will sneak into the the zone to go hunt these things called empties. Like they, like they threw out like an empty can at their picnic, but these empties possess, you know, crazy powers like, um, uh, perpetual energy and, or, you know, crazy batteries and stuff like that. Great, great, great book that I would, that sounds cool. Yeah. You would, you would dig it. That's, um, sorry. Sorry. Oh no. uh, But, uh, if you want to say anything about stalker before we pivot off. Oh yeah. I was just going to say that was like a standout, trailer for i mean it looked like i was a huge fan of like 
I, I haven't played the older ones, but Metro Exodus from 2019, uh, which is getting a, a PS5 and an Xbox Series X re-release with like ray tracing and DualSense support on the PS5 uh, in two days, actually, on the 18th, which I'm really excited to to jump back into. But um, I was getting like super heavy Metro vibes from this newest Stalker trailer, um, which I'm super into. And so like this was almost one of the most exciting looking games to me because I, I feel like it looked like the atmosphere was so heavy and I, 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 it looks like freaky as hell. Um, and I remember like trying, a, I, I think I tried like the first game on PC and I had a really hard time getting into it, but this looks very, very different than that. Um, yeah, it looks, it looks really good. I, um, reading the book after I played all the stalker games definitely made me appreciate what they created. Yeah. Um, and then I I was I thought this was this next game I'm gonna talk about. I thought it was vaporware for the longest time, but Atomic Heart is oh, like like I, I mean I'm still not certain it's not vaporware, but it looks it looks really neat. It looks it's it's like um what's a good way to describe it? It's a first person game. It feels like Metro Exodus and Stalker meet like Bioshock Infinite yeah, kind for of for sure. And it's it's yeah, it looks it's definitely um um definitely really like uh what's it's got system requirements on this list but it doesn't have a, re- a release date system <laughs> no requi- there was no i don't think that they're even in the trailer i don't think there was a release date it was just like uh i i don't know if that was the first gameplay or if we've seen gameplay before or only cinematics but it was like some of the first gameplay plus a conf i think a confirmation of game pass as well yeah but um but yeah, it looks really cool. I was also really surprised just while we're talking about Microsoft stuff. I couldn't couldn't care less about like Pirates of the Caribbean, but that Sea of Thieves, a Pirates Life trailer just looked uh, just looked super joyous. Like it looked like so much fun. Um, and and I don't know, like, is it actually Johnny Depp's voice? Because it sounded very, very good or very, very close if it was like an impersonator or something like that. I feel like Josh, the resident Disney Disneyland pimp would know. No, I'm not the Disneyland pimp. I hate Disneyland. Oh. <laughs> but especially the Pirates Rider, that busted ass Johnny Depp robot. But anyway. Uh, Time stamp. But no, it's, it sounded a lot like him, but I think it was the same guy that they've used for like Disney Infinity and stuff because oh, he okay. sounded pretty spot on to that even more so yeah. than the actual Johnny Depp. But yeah, that looked like a blast. And to, like, I feel like anybody could do a Johnny Depp if you just chew on some quaaludes before you get into the recording booth. <laughs> That's it. That's that was that was a joke. Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> I do have to say, I do have to say the the only time I played Sea of Thieves, and the best gaming experience I ever had <laughs> was playing that game with Derek, and just every. Uh, well, first of all, again, uh, we should we, play that again. First of all, that we was should. A, that was a good time. We should. Uh, second of all, Derek, you are a chaotic person to play video games with. You you are just you are a loose cannon. And you just wouldn't. I am I, very. I, I'm efficient. I, no, you're scary. <laughs> I'm like, hey, let's go get this ammo, bring it back to the boat, and then like, let's let's take a couple of trips. And you're like, no, fuck it. There's more guys over here. Let's just run. And you're like, why am I dying, <laughs> Shane? Where were you? I'm like, I was bringing the stuff back to the boat. And you're like, why weren't you with me? This ghost showed up and killed me. I was like, well, you probably should have taken your time. But the best thing is that we'd be sailing around, and then just out of nowhere. Uh, I'd be like dun, 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 just singing the pirates theme song. 
and you wouldn't stop laughing. Uh, and whenever, whenever I hear your 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 joyous laugh due to something I've done, it just really uh, brightens brightens my day. Now, I don't know if I told you guys a story of my Sea of Thieves experience, but it's also the only time I've played, and it was kind of like kind of bringing it full circle to how Derek was saying it's not as exciting without the uh, without being able to actually play the demos and talk to the developers and all that kind of stuff. So my only time playing Sea of Thieves was at E3 in front of the developers. And I was coming off of like my ridiculous like school schedule at the time and my work schedule. So I was running on like no sleep or no anything. And I, uh, he was talking to me and asking me how I liked the game. And I fell asleep standing up in E3, oh, no. like surrounded by like electronic music while playing Sea of Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> So I, okay. I think at some point I was just like running forward into a wall with my eyes closed while the guy was like, yeah, I was like, oh, how you like the game? And I'm like, like, I don't know. I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you when, uh, I'll tell you when it's oh. interesting. I don't oh, know. Speaking of conventions and, and being tired and Josh Jackson, what about the Danganronpa, uh, like clutches edition? <laughs> what a I segue. Mean, yeah. It's kind of like what we were talking about earlier where every, like there's so many different collections and stuff. So. I already have a collection like this, but it's missing. I guess they expanded one of the mini games from one of the games, and that's their hook to trying to get you to buy it again. But I think I'm I'm a little tapped out. I'm like, all right, I bought this game like three times already. I don't need to buy it a fourth <laughs> time. Okay, but no, for anyone who hasn't played it though, for sure, it's it's such an awesome game. The story, the characters, everything is fantastic. And you know, I guess maybe they figure if they release it enough times, maybe everyone will give it a shot. So. That might be worth it. And uh, I'm looking at. I I saw the the Halo Infinite multiplayer. Like uh, I don't know if it was like from the conference or if it was like a 12 minute video that was separate. But they, um, I'm kind of impressed with what 343 is going to, you know, allegedly or promisedly Mm going to be bringing to the table for the multiplayer, where you can you can you know go back and buy old battle passes and choose Mm -hmm. to level up different battle passes depending on which one you want to activate and there's like a ton of customizing and um no no micro no pay to win like everything you unlock is you unlock through progression and they were really adamant about that and it sounds like it sounds like they were listening to listening to gamers so yeah, it looks like uh, I, one. It looks like such a huge improvement from when they last showed the game off. I think um, I've never, and I've like I've, I, I always intend to go play through the Halo games, and I've played Michaela and I played through Halo One, and we are partway through Halo Two, and that's as much progress as we made in like five years. So um, I intend to, you know, when Halo. Halo 5 came out and I was going to the movie theater a lot. And before every movie, there was a Halo 5 trailer and like people are like hunting Master Chief or something. And Master Chief is like the bad guy. And I'm like, oh, shit, I got to find out what happens. Like, I got to play through these games. Why is my, why? Why does everyone hate Master Chief now? I've never done it. Still, I'm wondering why, you know, I, I still somehow still hasn't been spoiled for me. Just like I, I was floored that nothing in Mass Effect got spoiled. And I finished Mass Effect 3 since the last episode. And wow, like how did none of this like it was it was completely unknown to me so um i do intend to play through these games but the the i was surprisingly excited i get excited easily and like i get hyped up really easily and basically if they're like oh this is like a new shiny game and it's going to be really good and we think you should buy it i'll be like wow you're right 
I, I agree. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. This trailer looked super cool. And the, the, like the multiplayer, like, you know, they kind of had like a, a montage of like multiplayer moments and it looked super smooth and it looked like just super like classic, like, I don't know, classic, like Halo feeling. And I got don't care about Halo and I got really excited for it. So, um, yeah, I've got like now apparently a firm time limit on uh, playing through like five Halo games or however many there are. So I'll, I'll play co-op with you. Me and uh, Geekscape alum Lee played through Reach together and we're uh, a couple levels into Halo 1. We're playing it chronologically and uh, still the best Halo game ever. ODST, hands down, best Halo game ever. I don't care. Fight me. You know what? I'm calling it, boys. I'm calling it. E3 is done. It's dead. It's buried. We'll see you back for, here for, forever. E- forever. We'll see you back here next year for <laughs> E3, <laughs> E3 2. Maybe we'll get to the end of the Guardians trailer by that time. <laughs> I wouldn't count on it. All Before right. we go, I, I can I ask you one thing, Josh? Huh? Are you playing Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart? Uh, yes, I'm about a quarter of the way through it and had to drop it for other responsibilities but i think megan finished i think megan finished it just like literally before we started but yeah uh but yeah so far so good i'm really liking it it's uh i played through the whole thing this weekend and it's like aside from like i still think the most impressive like next gen experience i've had so far has been astrobot or astro's playroom rather um but i feel like this is like a pretty close second just in like the like i love the the dual sense feels like it's been used in creative ways and i love the like like every weapon is like pulling the trigger part way to do something and then pull it in the rest of the way to do something else and and it feels so organic because of that resistance in the controller um and just the stuff like when you when you go into like a pocket dimension and just instantly you're in a completely different place is just mind-blowing like it feels like it's just seamless like it doesn't feel like it ever has to load and uh, it's something that i'm still getting used to and it's still so impressive when it's um just like that like it it truly feels like it couldn't be done on the older consoles which i'm sure is why it's not on ps4 um i don't know it's very impressive like godfall (laughs) like godfall Yeah. yeah and i and it's so funny i i've not like i I don't think I've ever played a Ratchet and Clank game prior to this one. And I don't know. The humor is like super cute. Like it, and, yeah. and we're getting to the point where like ever so many people have compared it to like a Pixar movie, but like cutscene wise. And even like in some cases, the gameplay, like it feels very close to like an animated film in terms of quality. I'm surprised that you haven't played one before. That's crazy. Like the very beginning of the game, like the first tutorial level is literally like a little playable retrospective of totally all the yeah major I, I, mainline I got games. that yeah I, I was I, I was like a Jack and Dexter fan on like the PS2 era and also a child so I couldn't buy that many games um, and so I, I don't know I feel like through like, like the PS4 era and stuff and I don't know how many there was like two or three Ratchet and Clank games I think I might be wrong but on I PS2 yeah there PS4. was oh PS4 um, I think it was just the remake of one was the only one I feel like I remember another one that was like a four player one. Oh, yeah, that was PS3. But yeah. Oh, that was PS3. OK. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I was just like by the time I would have had the money to purchase them, I was like, well, I never played the old one, so I shouldn't play this one. But I'm so happy. You know, I, this one I bought because it looked great. And because, you know, there's been a lull of PS5 releases for a while. Um, yeah. And it, I, I don't know. I loved it. I loved it so much. No, it's yeah, it's fantastic so far. And just with the haptic feedback, it almost gives it a 
almost like an extra button because, you know, each weapon will have a different function depending on how, how hard you press the trigger. Mm-hmm. So stuff 100%. like that. Like, again, I haven't played I love, too far I into I love that it. controller. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's, like, again, like I mentioned last time, it really just depends on how well it's supported. But so far, like with games like Ratchet, it's just phenomenal. And uh, yeah. yeah, the pocket dimensions and that kind of stuff. At first, I was a little disappointed because it just felt like a glorified tether because it was just pulling you forward on the same map. But then when I got a little bit further in the game and it, you get to the points where it starts essentially teleporting you to a completely different level. Yes. Like yeah. That's, that, yeah, that's what I mean. Not just the like pulling forward aspect, but when it's like you open one up and it's like, I mean, they're small, like two minute areas, but it looks and feels totally different than where you came from. And it was just seamless to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to being able to play more of it. Yeah. And real quick, though, before we go, just a follow up on what I talked about last time with Balin Wonderworld. Um, <laughs> but uh, apparently the game ended up being so bad that Yuji Naka said he's re- he quit Square Enix and is retiring. So what? That's oh, a- <laughs> yeah. You didn't see that? No. <laughs> so that was the fallout of that game. So that's insane. If my if my glowing review uh, wasn't enough to convince you, he's just flat out leaving the industry now because it was so bad. <laughs> That's amazing. You know what else and is terrible. amazing? The Geek Shake Game Podcast Level 186. That's right. Thank you for tuning into this E3 special. I'm calling it, boys. We've got plenty of E3. So we'll see you guys back here in a fortnight uh, in two weeks. And it was a pleasure to be here. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Geekscape Games. Uh, on uh, Instagram, Geekscape Forever. Check us out on Geekscape.net. Check out the number two video game podcast, Xbox Game Passengers. They really, they really um, um, chew the fat on uh, the uh, <clears throat> Microsoft conference. Oh, and uh, Windows 11 got leaked, and uh, there's going to be a, a Windows 11 update for all you, uh, you know, Windows fans. <laughs> <laughs> you're like I'm calling it. and then five minutes later you're like i'm calling it again and then you're like let me talk about windows 11 what the <laughs> what <laughs> you make no sense bye everybody bye you're listening to the geekscape network <laughs>